Welcome to Three Guys, Three Questions in this lightning round. There's literally like eight of you and you can't make... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we test a limit of propriety. I just want to make the point that that's thunder, not lightning. Through the questions... It's the sound lightning ask, makes. You ask us. <laughs> and later, we'll follow up on listener questions and comments from previous episodes. Without further ado, here's the first question. Um, oh, so I also want to note that we're joined today by many, many voices. There's me, Adam. Andrew's not here because his computer's on fire. Uh, but we also have Jason, Mike, Harold, and Nick, all from the wonderful show This Will Never Air. So, Which hi, guys. actually airs periodically. I don't know if they really thought that name through. Bad at keeping commitments, I guess. Yeah, they really are. All right. Well, hey. For so- shame, you guys. For shame. So the first, I guess, I guess we're bad at keeping commitments too, because now we're six guys, three questions, right? And you're kind of blowing the lightning round thing, aren't you? <laughs> A little bit. That happened when you guys entered the call. We're, we're so we're so glad to be. I don't know if we're we, on your show or you're on our show, but we're, maybe we're on each other's shows. Right now, it's Who's definitely that? a crossover. It's a it's a big Marvel universe thing. Very cross- complicated crossover <laughs> event. I think the editors get to decide who's on what show. <laughs> who's on first? Okay, this question comes from Cammy's thoughts via Twitter. Do you think our nation is becoming too sensitive? Seems like there's always has to be a group offended at something. Now, this is an interesting question for a group this large. <laughs> so, so let's talk it out. My answer is yes. Everybody is ready to be angry. And but I'm thinking maybe we can turn that into some sort of energy creation machine like that can be our new uh, renewable energy resource. If we can somehow harness anger and turn it into electricity. Yeah, uh, that's not a bad idea. Thank you for your it'll be like it'll be like the little uh, the little red dude in inside out. You know, if fire's coming out of our head. Just put a right. boiler over that. Right. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Lewis Black is just nuclear powered. <laughs> right. He's he's got like a little sun going on inside of him, like this little dense explosion. Mm. Well you just I mean you've seen the range. you've seen the way his fingers move. It's just the mouth is the only way the energy actually comes out of him. <laughs> right. His fingers Sorry. are like one of those inflatable guys at the at the the car sales <laughs> lots, you know, just going mm-hmm. all over the place. I'm still stuck at a dense exploding thing inside of him. (laughs) 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 Haven't gotten past that one yet. Talk about that. Uh, Hey, anybody else? What's your answer? I I say yes, but maybe not for the reason Cammy thinks. Um, Because, yes, I think people are too ready to be offended, but I also think people are way more ready to be offended at perceived offense by other people. Meta And that offense... Actually, it's post-critical offense. Oh, <laughs> actually, it's meta post-critical offense, meta post-critical offense, meta. So <laughs> recursive um, rage. I, I'd actually like to happily disagree with both of you for Ooh. a moment. Um, Go on. So I, I think shot on my show. I I think that I I know where Cammy's is it Cammy's thoughts or Cam is thoughts um, uh, is going with this. It's Cammy. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I think the actual problem is lack of empathy, right? So are we becoming too sensitive? No. The problem is that we have the complete inability to feel actual, real, genuine empathy for other people, which is how we be, get into these 
raging fights and crazy comments online and hateful statements and war and all these other wonderful things that we have all over us and around us. I think it's like a misnomer or misattribution to see that as people being sensitive instead of recognizing that it's actually most people not having empathy for people as human beings. Right. They're not, they're just all having road rage, but at not on the road. (laughs) Because no one's trying to understand and appreciate and, Treat somebody like they're a fully realized human. Yeah, I think that's actually a really good point. Anybody have anything else to add? Uh, I would like to add that uh, this is probably going to be the only thing tonight that I agree with Jason on. (laughs) Hey, we did it! (laughs) Yay! 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 Hooray! Oh, my bell is ringing really. Okay. um, Hey, let's go to this next question. What? Oh, I was just going to throw in, I think it's a little bit of both in that some of it is, um, uh, you know, we actually see it more. So mm-hmm. it's not so much that people are actually angry, but they're more willing to share it and talk about it. So it right. looks like everyone's more angry. Right. Harold agrees. All right. Next question. This comes from Mikey Riaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiaiai
Yeah. I mean, there there are new species being uh, discovered every day, but well, but there's also a lot being killed. So, give or take. Well, I it's just that I haven't been telling people about them. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so what's what's the camel spider mm. about? Is it is it going to hold a lot of water or something? Yeah. Uh, I I learned about its existence. I didn't learn anything oh, about it. Okay, no facts. Just <laughs> right, right. Said, Camel spider. Uh, I, I, I believe it's the uh, the most mythical spider in the world. In that everybody uh, believes that it can do things that it can't, mm. like run at thirty miles an hour and scream. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be terrifying. <laughs> yes, it would. I, I don't know if I can actually rejoin the conversation now. I'm going to go in a corner and rock back and forth. <laughs> Just the idea of that. Um, uh, Nick, what about you? Uh, that would be the quaka. I think that's how you say it. What'd it's you uh, quaka. Mm. I don't get it. it. It's a marsupial native to southwestern Australia. And it was in a webcomic I read. Two villains were Australian. They were both named Shirley. And they had a magical quokka that gave them powers. <laughs> Are you sure this isn't just an acid trip? <laughs> the happiest animal in the world is the quokka. Oh, look at it. Oh, the- <laughs> <laughs> it's it's cat-sized. It remembers everything. Uh, everything? A, Literally the, everything? The quokka in the comic or the real one? I, I don't know. Uh, the real one <laughs> is probably very, very endangered because it's just in this tiny little corner of Australia. Okay, I, I second uh, Aaron's. Aww. <laughs> Everybody, I, I mean, I don't want to tell you to stop listening, but I want you no, to... No, stop listening. Stop listening right now. <laughs> go look go look up a picture of a quokka because... Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, it's so happy. Mike, have you learned about any animals recently? Oh, this one has a knife. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's got a little knife. <clears throat> can you guys actually hear me? Yeah, we can yeah. now. Oh boy, oh. can we ever? Oh, am I too loud now? Clipping. Yeah. Um. Mm. Mm. I mean, you sound uh, good. You sound hot. I think it's chopping asparagus. Mm. <laughs> uh, what? Uh, <laughs> I think me? that's lemongrass. <laughs> you guys are watching an, a, a video about quokka, aren't you? <laughs> no, it's just a it's very slow video. <laughs> it's one of those. One might even videos. say a still video. <laughs> it's a it's a peach video. You can't quite tell if it's a video or not. It's just kind of moving. It's kind of breathing. Mm-hmm. Mike is. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna skip Mike on this question. <laughs> uh, again. Are you, are you there, Mike? I'm here. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh. you sound good. What, you sound great. Did you find okay. any animals? Did you learn about any animals? Uh, No, not really, but I'm kind of offended by this question. Why is that? <laughs> um, Because we're too easily offended by everything. <laughs> okay. Uh, next and the last question comes from someone on the interwebs called Ultra Nerd. <laughs> Never heard of him. <laughs> Who's that guy? It's uh the question's like moderately a interesting. It it was given <laughs> via via the stuffy slack. Uh and it's uh well you know what, Nick, why don't you read it? Because I feel like you're gonna read this question really well. All right. Uh what was your favorite board or card game when you were a kid? And what is it now if it's different? 
Um, mine when I was a kid was was the game of life because I I had a a friend and we were playing the game of life and his his dad walked in and his dad was like, you know, your grandpa invented that game, right? And I was all, <gasps> and so for whatever reason, it became my favorite game and I wanted to play it all the time because then I could tell people like, you know, I know the grandson of the guy who invented this game. <laughs> <laughs> it was like early glenning. And then mm-hmm. uh, now I like Ticket to Ride because that's the only one I can think of recently. Most I've like moved on to like card kind of games and stuff like that, but I like Ticket to Ride. It's a fun game with trains. Yeah, card game is also an option. It's oh, I didn't even see that. Well, I still like Ticket to Ride. Did you just <laughs> read it? I mean, Ticket to Ride involves little train cards. Right, right. And the little mm. trains. So, yeah. All right, somebody uh, else. <laughs> when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I loved the game Mousetrap. But thinking back oh, on it, I don't think God. I ever actually played that game. It I was just so hard nope. to set up. I just Nobody really ever the, played that game. I just liked the commercial to that game. I just put it together, then like made it go, and then by then it was time to leave my friend's house because it had been three hours. So. <laughs> oh, oh uh, no! I that, I actually like owned the game. Rally. Yeah, I owned it too. I could I could put that thing together anytime I wanted. <laughs> yep, and, I, and you never did. Oh no, I always did. <laughs> I just picture his room is just full of like different versions of mousetrap everywhere. I'm just Harold. This one's got the blue bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sorry, I don't like ketchup on my mousetrap. <laughs> what? What? So, Adam, uh, Adam, what's your favorite game now, though? What's? Uh, does Mafia count as a card game? I mean, sometimes people use cards to determine who's in what role. I, I would call that a parlor game, but I'll allow it. How about how about um, Listen, how about the, Bang? Uh, then the author Bang. has spoken. What? How about Bang? Bang has a Bang has a, like Bang's exclusively a fun, cards. In that's it. Yeah. a fun. Oh, that's game. a good one. Mancato. But <laughs> hmm. if you right. haven't played Bang, play it. it all right. It's 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 spaghetti uh, western I, mafia. I'm Basically, I, I just I like any game that lets me lie to my friends. <laughs> That's my favorite too. Oh, I can't do it. I, I, I can only play those online. I break down. <laughs> I have to be able to lie in text. My brother is like that. We used to play Balderdash all the time. And I used to, I used to love it because I could know exactly which one was his by when I read the definition, just looking at his face. And I'd just call him on it. He'd be like, oh, dang it. Take that man to Vegas. <laughs> so I'm on a... Uh, a mailing list game of fictionary that's been going for like 20 years or something. Whoa. So whenever it's your round, it's really, really hard to suggest a word because they've basically done all the really, really obscure words already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that sounds intense. Um, it's, it's intense. It's fun, but it's hard. <laughs> uh, does anybody else have answers to this? You're yeah, right. I got some answers. Oh, okay. Um, so as a kid, I really liked um, Scrabble, Clue, and Magic the Gathering. I'm going to break the rules since we already oh. broke the three guys, three questions thing. Right. Um, <laughs> Everything's yeah, you're, you're falling allowed, apart. I don't know. Hey, did you, you guys, <laughs> You're allowed six games now. Hey, you guys, I want, <laughs> you, I want you to listen to this, okay? That was me throwing the rules out the window. Ooh. So, Ooh. There are no rules. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, but nowadays, I am not so adventurous. Uh, I would probably say Taboo. I really like Taboo, and I also like Munchkin a lot, although I never get anyone to play Munchkin with me. Ooh, I like Munchkin. Munchkin Munchkin's is, fun. It always ends the same, though. 
<laughs> tries to win and then everybody stops them from winning so the next person that's the definition of yeah. the game <laughs> <laughs> i yeah, just I, any I game like where it, like the person who yeah. owns the cards and whose house it is gets precedence over how you decide rules is pretty epic in my opinion <laughs> <laughs> I, I like it because cheating is uh, explicitly allowed. <laughs> right. <laughs> it is. It's, it's there are no rules. <clears throat> oh, whoa. You just got robot. Me? Skype disagrees oh, yeah. with you. <laughs> oh, good thing I'm the one recording this. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, so who else? Harold, what about you? Uh, well, I... There was a, a game that we used to play all the time that I, I've been searching for uh, while I've been listening to answers, and I cannot find it. So I'm just going to go with Clue for the one that uh, I liked most as a kid. Is that the second time you've agreed with me? Whoa. Did you say Clue? I did say Clue. Well, he said just about every game. So Right. Yeah, I guess I, I missed it in just there. Just popping that. open a drink. Are you guys disagreeing why? about agreeing now? <laughs> oh, I, I often like to disagree to agree. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and now your favorite game is, <laughs> uh, I'm going, I'm going with Arkham horror because, uh, Gwen is really good at winning that game. Mm. Mm. Horror or whore? Horror. Okay, good. Horror. Oh, I spelled, I spelled Rural juror. Um, <laughs> uh, Nick, what about you? A- am I allowed to answer my own question? <laughs> yeah, I believe so. <laughs> I mean, right, you're right, self-serving. The the rules the rules are out the window. What am I saying? Yeah. Oh, God. Um, so this is three guys, three questions, Munchkin style. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're Just add of doom to the end of the question. You're good to go. Plus two. <laughs> now you have to face the gazebo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I attack the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> If, like, you don't get these jokes, it's because you haven't played Munchkin. You need to go play Munchkin because it's a fun game. And if you want to play it with me, you can come play because I have the Adventure Time one right now. So. Ooh, oh, nice. The Shadow Nerve. Uh, I really liked Careers as a kid, which... Um, that doesn't sound like a game. That, that sounds a, like no, sadness. <laughs> so in, in hindsight, it was, it was one of those games designed by a sociologist. So... <laughs> But it, it has some, you know, kind of monopoly elements. You're going around the board, you're collecting stuff, trying to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the main thing is there's uh, there's the formula for success, right? And it's uh, it's <laughs> fame, happiness, and money. And you get to assign 60 points between those at the beginning of the game. And then you have to go and collect those things, and whoever gets to their goal first wins. And uh, I think the main reason I liked it is one of the career tracks you could go into because there's these little subtracks in the middle of the board mm-hmm. was space. You could be an astronaut. Oh. Um, but what's interesting is that actually changed over the different editions of the game. And that track used to be like in the original 50s version. It was like Uranium Prospector. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uranium <laughs> Prospector. Yeah. Every little boy and girl's dream. There's <laughs> hey, plutonium you know? in them Nar Hills. <laughs> <laughs> beep, I don't beep, feel beep, so beep, good. Beep, beep. <laughs> uh, and I actually had the opportunity in, in college once to play the uh, early 90s version Careers for Girls, which is exactly as <laughs> terrible as it sounds <laughs> because it includes Super Mom <laughs> and fashion designer as mm. replacement careers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, mm. 
anyway, I like Careers. It's a pretty fun game. I haven't played in a long time. I think my parents still have their very 70s looking copy. Nice. Um, but I would say now uh, the game that uh, best qualifies is Dominion, and it's many, many, many expansions. Um, yeah, it's, it's sort of the iconic uh, deck building game in that subgenre now. Mm. Um, and I like it because there's there we, there's so many different combinations of cards you can get going that makes the game different every time. Uh, there used to be an online version that I probably played like. 2500 games in or something ridiculous like that but i'm still not very good <laughs> i've i've played dominion about four times without ever actually getting to play dominion um because each time someone had to explain how the game works and and by the time they were done explaining i would just fell asleep and i was done like i was just out of there <laughs> now, sounds wonderful yeah it's mm-hmm. so i can recommend that game <laughs> no, it's Mike, because I played. Kids. I think it's because we played it with people who who it was hard to explain it to. But I never actually oh. got to actually play. Is what I'm saying. I'd mm. like to. I mean, it's one of those games where the base rules are fairly simple, but every right. card is is increasingly complicated. Mm. So, like, do you explain every card, or you just say, "Hey, read the cards and see what happens"? Yeah. Or... Those those deck games though were like the combos were a kill you right they, these four cards that work together and now the game is over and nobody understands why except for people <laughs> like exactly. oh my god that four card combo right and you get what into these like almost Talmud- Talmudic arguments yeah exactly <laughs> about it yeah it's pretty good I believe the cards are processed in the stack of the call order except for when you call <laughs> this card afterwards in which case you have to go by the rules of this book if you're using series two rules yeah we we have a friend who's really good at winning games like that. Uh, so any game where you're allowed to um, make your own cards as, you know, uh, officially at least. Uh, so like, you know, Flux or Cards Against Humanity, we always put in a Jeff Loses card. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That seems fair. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we've lost Mike. No, I'm still here. Okay, Mike. <laughs> what's, what's, <laughs> what's your uh, games? Well, when I was a kid... Um, apparently I had a much more level headed family than what I understand from the internet, but we would often play Monopoly. Oh, uh, I don't know that we ever finished a game, but (laughs) we would often start to play it. Um, and for some reason, if you see the internet, uh, there's tons of pictures of Monopoly boards flipped over. Uh, yeah, apparently someone got extremely upset. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It can happen. Because the game never ends. You're robbing the bank! Uh, now, as an adult, um, I recently played a game called Betrayal at House on the Hill. <gasps> I played that. That's so fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, so it's it doesn't have a game board. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you explore this uh, house, you move from room to room and you flip over new cards. So you have no idea what you're going into. It's like a procedurally generated board game. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a clever like idea. Roguelike. Yes. <clears throat> uh, but there's a twist in that at the end, one person uh, becomes the betrayer and tries to murder everyone else, and everyone else has to try to get out of the house. Sounds like my it's ideal night. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. Well, hey, Didn't that know was, you came yeah. over last Thursday. <laughs> that was a good lightning round. Well, let's do some follow-up and feedback uh, from previous episodes. Um you know what? We're just going to put it at the top of the things right here. Uh, hashtag breakfast ketchup. If you haven't heard about it, 
where where have you been? That's all I have to say. Uh, Somewhere safe and lovely. <laughs> in in the warm embrace of umami. I feel like breakfast ketchup could tear families apart, and I don't quite know how it happened, but it became a thing. I, I found out from my sister that my niece puts breakfast on her waffles, and I don't even know what to do anymore. How dare she put breakfast no, on she her put waffles? Ketchup, ketchup yeah. on her waffles. Yeah, that's the one. What did I say? <laughs> Nick got, Nick got all- confused because it's about like synonymous in his mind, like most people. No, no, that is not. That is not correct. I actually like the idea of of another breakfast on my waffle. Yeah, me too. I've done like, it. Your waffle is it's, the plate, and there's a little it's, breakfast. Two it's waffles. Breakfast all the way down. It's just waffle. waffle, waffle. <laughs> So, but you guys are kind of making the point as to why ketchup is the ultimate condiment for this case. Because if you think about the canonical like breakfast skillet, and you just like pour on some ketchup and hot sauce and mix it all together, oh, that no. is the ultimate oh, no. breakfast. Right there. Oh, no, you're, yeah, you're oh. all the flavor. <laughs> I'm so angry. Excuse me. Do you I mean enlivening it, perfecting oh. it, are you, are you making everything taste like ketchup? Ketchup on your waffles. No, you don't do waffles. It's okay, a breakfast ketchup, skillet. Let's be clear. Ketchup, okay? ketchup is like the flavor board, right? They just it assimilates everything. <laughs> so I want to share with you guys a nightmare that I had the other night, legitimately, that I I brought about um it was like one of my usual eschatological uh fever dreams that I have when I've got a cold because I've got a cold coming on. And it was that I brought about the end of humanity by starting this breakfast ketchup thing. And and so I thought it, Ken Burns should do like a Civil War type movie with uh, covering breakfast ketchup. But I, I like dreamed all of this like crazy violence ensued throughout. I just the world. don't get how this what? is controversial. It's just what? it's just like not a controversial statement. <laughs> That's what I thought. Like if you listen to the original show, that was so. This is season six, episode one. Uh, I just, I like side with Adam by saying yeah I don't I don't know about breakfast schedule but I guess on some things it's all right and then I I had some meatloaf and eggs for breakfast one morning because I just had <laughs> leftover meatloaf and I put a bunch of ketchup on it I had it oh, like I mean honestly. that's the way to do it yeah because it's meatloaf you can't well, just eat dry meatloaf mistake well, number whoa, whoa, one was okay. leftover meatloaf you're not whoa, gonna have eggs no, and gravy no, no, no. okay come on hold up hold up hold up hold up okay steak number two was eating it for breakfast and number three was putting ketchup on it steak and eggs is a tried and true tradition you could have had that at any other time of the day listen steak and eggs tried and true tradition soaked it in ketchup you could have had meatloaf and ketchup soup for lunch <laughs> oh, if you wanted oh come but, on <laughs> but not for breakfast Adam <laughs> I, I you know, I I thought I agreed with you, but uh, <laughs> okay. First of all, the more you you're making, the less if you're if if you're making meatloaf, you make enough to have leftovers. <laughs> if you have leftover meatloaf, you have it for breakfast. Right, absolutely, and you, you don't put ketchup, ketchup, on, ketchup on it. No, <laughs> of course you do. No, you don't. I've ketchup been... does not belong on meatloaf. Mm. Ketchup Meat? is like a no. ingredient in meatloaf. <laughs> yeah. You use ketchup. ketchup in the baking of the meatloaf, and then you put ketchup on top of the meatloaf once you're eating it. No, no, no. You do not put straight ketchup anywhere near meat, meatloaf. You can use it as an ingredient in the glaze. Here's but you cannot, you cannot put straight ketchup on anything. Here's what we're going to do. Putting Mike, ketchup Mike, on something this, is basically like saying, yeah, this tastes bad. But hey, yeah. right, you can how it tastes worse. Here's what we're you're being do. very culturally insensitive. I'm Jewish, okay? The way we put things is 
chicken fat, <laughs> onion, fat, salt, and pepper, and then when you're done with it, you put ketchup on it. That's how everything gets made and eaten. We even eat ketchup on our matzah brai. Okay? Uh, Are you supposed to use schmaltz? Would, would you call it the chicken That's the chicken company. fat, schmaltz. Right. But you called it chicken fat. <laughs> well, because I don't – we're in mixed company here. Come on. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> So, Mike. I was going to say, how Jewish can you be? Mike, Mike. I, I <laughs> yes. want Mike to have the final word on this. No pressure. <laughs> and then we're going to move on. You want, oh, right now? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, well, I, I don't know if I have an answer anymore. Um, because <laughs> That's how I, we all feel. <laughs> because I, I'm distracted because when Harold was describing meatloaf, I realized that that ketchup uh, mixture is like icing on a meat cake. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so now all I can think about is that I want a cold meatloaf sandwich. What if you made mm. what if you made little tiny meatloaves and then you put the ketchup on top? Would they be like little meatloaf zingers? Mhm. Mm-hmm. Or Listen. what if you put it in a muffin tin? Yeah. You, cupcakes. Mm. Meatloaf cupcake. <sighs> Mm. Yeah. These right, guys. Okay, these on. are the kinds of cakes I can get behind. All right. Now, uh, <laughs> uh, that's okay. right. This, this, this conversation is not over based on the next follow up that's coming. <laughs> next, <Yeah. laughs> next follow up is omelets because Wonder Yak uh, shared on Twitter that they had an omelet station at his wedding, and that is beautiful. That is beautiful yes, is. to me. I just wanted and, to share that. And I would put ketchup all over my omelet. Oh. You would get kicked you know, out of my wedding. I thought we were done with this. Okay. I was ready to like. I was ready to have this moment of unity and be like, "Yes, everyone can agree that omelets are amazing." And then you had to ruin it. Yeah, of course, you have an amazing, nicely folded omelet, and then you do a couple of, you know, like maybe three passes of the ketchup bottle. Three. You're good to go. Okay, uh, let, let me let me just uh, say back to you what you just said. You have a nice folded omelet. And then you defile it. <laughs> I don't think that's what he said. I think that's exactly what he said. Is so, this is this the what the the, the uh, new Captain America movie is centering around? <laughs> this is this is how the Civil War starts. It's an argument well. between Iron Man and Captain America over breakfast ketchup. I believe. Uh, <laughs> well, I demand like, ketchup. See, the, the ketchup gets in the joints of his armor and. <laughs> So, but listen, if you were willing to put like syrup on top of a waffle, it's tomato waffle, syrup. That's what the, it is. Exactly. The waffle uh, is a fundamentally no, savory no, no, no. thing. That's and then why you put something sweet and terrible on top of the waffle <laughs> and you call that breakfast, but really it's like kind of nasty sugary dessert. Ketchup is like the, the savory, I've got a complex palate version of that where we take beautiful savory things and we get something with a touch of sweetness, but not the overwhelming cloyingly dessert breakfast that you people use. Okay. <laughs> I feel ketchup like it was wonderful. You, you people. Meat icing. It's a great term. Ketchup is meat icing, and icing is great. Ketchup is just red sugar paste. I hate it. I don't know what happened, but this show got real interesting. Um, we were going to we, we were going to talk about root beer. Um, <laughs> Joe Steele talked about. He sent a, a link to a Deep Space Nine video. You can see in the show notes. It's pretty good. I and it made me start watching Deep Space Nine again. So that was fun. I don't want to talk about it though because I feel like that's going to be controversial. Um, <laughs> the next thing we're going to talk about is hey, there's going to be three guys, three questions stickers. So, 
part of our Patreon goals was to earn X amount of money per month. And once we pass that, we're going to print stickers. And so everybody who signs up before February in 2016 is going to get stickers. And then if we have any leftovers, that'll be part of the new rewards. And um, yeah, so we're excited about that. Um, I, I love your confidence that after this episode, people will still be listening in February <laughs> This won't re- be released until March. Yeah, we're not releasing it until after that. But um, yeah, so if you want to get in on that action, you just go to um, patreon.com slash 3G3Q to uh, subscribe and uh, get some stickers. And we're actually getting really close to another reward, which is uh, those little those little buttons, pushback buttons, I believe they're called. So you get you can get all kinds of swag for people to ask you what's that about, and then you can explain podcasting to them, and then you'll have lots and lots of friends. <laughs> I just uh, signed up today. Ooh, Mike Ooh. signed up for t- today. Yeah, we, we got hey, some. T- do I get a sticker? Because I technically haven't signed up. Mm, we'll see about that. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll deliver them to you in in uh, the same fashion that volcano stickers got get delivered to people so oh so never (laughs) (laughs) um hey okay i can't i can't say that i've got one on my desk right here oh okay it did say finally on the inside of the envelope (laughs) (laughs) that's always a good sign Um, i've never listened to that program well you're probably better off mentally for it so Mm. that that program is bionique in case you guys are wondering, you can Google search that. Uh, other than that, I just want to end it right now before it gets any crazier. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Would you like us to cover your quandary or settle a debate? You can send your questions to us, and we'll provide answers as deep and meaningful and controversial as those we just gave. Uh, there are several ways for you to send us your questions. Tweet them with the hashtag Ask3G. Leave a voicemail or text at 760-881-4382, or submit it via Tumblr. And until next time, remember to question everything. Hashtag catch up.